Hi, I'm Janessa McKenzie, the brand human, and I help entrepreneurs gain the mindset, messaging, and visibility to unapologetically show up and build their brands. So how do you build your brand from the inside out? This is the Elevate Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Elevate Podcast. This is Janessa. I'm here today with Katie Thompson. And Katie is the founder of Modern Darling Media and the host of the Hustle Nomics podcasts. Um, so, Modern Darling Media is a full service branding, marketing, and design agency for creative entrepreneurs who want to make a bold and meaningful impact. I'm sure that sounds familiar to a lot of you. Hi, Katie. Welcome. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. I'm excited to have this talk today. We're going to brand it out today. Awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about you. Yeah. So as you mentioned, I'm the founder of Modern Darling Media. I've been full-time in my business uh, since 2018, built it up from a a little photography side hustle over, I guess, three and a half, almost four years now. Amazing looking back. Um, And I'm the host of the Hustlenomics podcast, which I started um, actually right about right when I started my my side hustle. Um, So that's kind of grown up with me, which has been fun. And I interview female entrepreneurs about their journey to becoming business owners. Yeah. So I do the, we do the same here. Um, But we also, we hit a lot on tactical takeaways. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I know that you are in the, you know, bold brands and strategic marketing. So that's exciting. We love talking about that here. So tell us more about, you know, what your vision of a brand is, what, like, what exactly does your, um, your media company do? Yeah. So the inspiration behind why I started Modern Darling Media was when I um, first decided that I wanted to take my side hustle and grow it into a full-fledged business, um, I was blessed to have you know a lot of the skills that I needed to do that without having to hire a lot of people, like building my website, designing my brand, creating my social media and managing and all that, um, which is great. Uh, but I realized that there's a lot of people out there who A, Um, don't necessarily have the budget and mental capacity to go to a bunch of different people and get all that done. Um, Mm. And a lot of people just prefer to kind of work with one studio or one designer. Um, I found that people who were going to all these different places, they mentioned that their brand and their messaging was getting watered down. It wasn't always Mm. consistent. Um, I kind of equated it to playing a game of telephone. You know, it's always going to get a little bit messed up here and there, um, jumping back and forth. So I really wanted to provide a service to creative entrepreneurs and even specifically solopreneurs um, where they could come and we could help them build a brand from the ground up, um, create their website, their social media, their messaging, their marketing, and even podcasts if they want, but really giving them a space to where they know it's all going to stay consistent and they're not having to deal with 10 different people to get something done. So that was kind of the uh, inspiration behind the, the um, company. And over the years, uh, it's evolved. I, like I mentioned, I started out as a little photography business, but quickly decided that I was passionate about a lot more than that and wanted mm-hmm. to expand, um, which, you know, change is, is inevitable when it comes to your being a business owner. So yeah. um, now I've really built it out and I love working with other creative women. And as I mentioned, it's mostly women who are, you know, kind of the one woman show. So I love being that support. Yeah, that's amazing. So tell me, what did you photograph early on? 
Yeah, so I, photography's always been like a, a big hobby of mine. I never really expected to turn it into anything that made money, but uh, I just started out doing like engagement photos for friends and neighbors, and then I had them recommend me to families or, you know, people who wanted some pictures taken of their kids and eventually worked my way, way up to doing weddings, uh, which was amazing and a huge accomplishment, but gosh, that is so stressful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was like, I was having anxiety attacks and I missed having weekends. You know, um, I just got married in October of last year and I, were, I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot imagine having to photograph weddings every weekend. I'd be a a mess, a nervous wreck. So um, that's kind of how that, that all got started. Yeah. That's one thing I never did was weddings, weddings and and newborns. Right. Yes. (laughs) I tried newborns and don't get me wrong. I love babies, but that is like such a specific niche Yeah, um, that it's like you, that's gotta be what you do, you know? So, and I also added some video in there, videography, which was really fun to play around with, but yeah, that I just quickly realized that I needed to kind of expand past that, but it was a great starting place. Yeah. So do you still photograph? I do. I do just for fun now. Um, you know, I kind of, when I started Modern Darling Media and expanded into branding and, and marketing and all that kind of stuff, I did offer brand photography because having beautiful branded photography is a huge part of, of creating a brand. Um, yeah. And eventually I just kind of started working with people that were not in my local area. Um, I don't think I have any local clients anymore. So that just kind of phased out eventually, but um, eventually, yeah, at some point I did offer that. Yeah. Amazing. Awesome. I think I've shot every niche in photography. Ex- well, that has to do with women, except right. for, like I said, um, babies and weddings. So mm-hmm. nice. <laughs> yeah, but I still, I still do branding photography and uh, I travel too. So that's fine. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So talk to me more about, you know, what, when we, these women come to you, mm-hmm. where are they in their journey and what, you know, what's the biggest pain point for them? Yeah. Well, specifically for branding, I, a lot of people come to me kind of at two different places. Um, they're either in the very beginning and they have nothing or they've started their business and they're a couple years in and they realized I need to rebrand. Um, what I have now doesn't really fit my business anymore. Um, so I, I love working with both, um, because a lot of the time people are so open and so excited, which is, you know, what I love about, you know, being a business owner and building brands. So, mm-hmm. um, they come to me and we usually just kind of start with, um, the simple foundations of a brand, getting your messaging, your values, your mission statement, mm-hmm. um, all that kind of stuff that I think people pass over a lot of the time. Cause it's not as, as sexy as I say, you know, it's like the social <laughs> yeah. media, the website, all the fun stuff. Right. But with my clients, I really make it a point to tell them like, this is the stuff that's going to build all the fun stuff later. But if you don't really get this down first, you're going to have to go back and redo it, whatever, you know, maybe a year or two years later. So I'm really getting that messaging down and figuring out who you want to work with. What is your target market? What's your ideal client? All that kind of stuff, the unsexy, unfun stuff, but having that strong foundation is so vital for, you know, moving forward and growing eventually. Yeah. Yeah. That's what my, my signature one-on-one program is pretty much, you know, ideal client messaging, packaging, but even digging in even more exactly like you said to their core values, their missions, their beliefs, their, you know, everything they're operating from, because those are the things that attract the people, the right, the right people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when people 
try to do it kind of on their own. They go straight for like, what are my colors? What are the fonts I want to use? All that fun stuff. But um, a lot of those like core foundational stuff will um, speak to those things later on, you know, because like, for example, when I started my business, I knew I wanted to specifically work with women, young women, Mm -hmm. uh, millennial women um, that were starting a business. And so that really inspired a lot of the visuals that I'm using in my business. So they all kind of speak to each other. Exactly. Yes, totally. So what, um, tell me about your podcast a little bit. Oh yeah. The Hustlenomics podcast. So this has been my baby, as I mentioned, (laughs) since I started my business and I really was so inspired by listening to other podcasts. Like when I was kind of stuck in my corporate job, feeling unmotivated and uninspired, Mm. um, not challenged creatively or intellectually, I was looking for different ways to use my time at work to actually be happy (laughs) about something. So um, I was listening to podcasts while I was working and I was like, oh my gosh, these women that I'm listening to really not that much older than me are building these empires and it's inspiring, amazing. And they're doing something that they're excited to do every single day, which at the time I was like, is that even possible? Um, Yeah. (laughs) But so that's really why I got into podcasting. Um, And I have, you know, a couple of of higher degrees, multiple degrees, um, but they're not in business at all. Um, I had no business knowledge, no business experience other than just like, you know, selling crafts and stuff when I was in college. Mm-hmm. So um, this was also a way for me to really learn um, from people who had done it, who had been through it. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't have the funds to go back to school for business, which I didn't even really want to do. I wanted that knowledge from people, um, the real world experience knowledge, you know, yeah. I didn't need to read a textbook. Uh, so this was really fantastic for me. I've learned so much and what kind of, I think sets my podcast apart is that I talk to women from all different ages, backgrounds, markets, but also from all different stages of of business. So there's people who've been in the industry for 30 years and they've started five different businesses and they're making six and seven figures. Um, there's also people who are still just in side hustle phase and they're building it up. And I wanted to do that because a lot of those podcasts that I was listening to, they were really successful women on there, which is great, but I felt so disconnected from that experience. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is awesome knowledge, but I probably won't be using this for another two years, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I really needed to hear from women who were um, maybe just a couple steps ahead of, ahead of me um, to give me advice and strategies for where I was then. Um, so that was really kind of the inspiration. And I can't tell you, I've been so blessed to speak to so like so many badass women. I think over 200 interviews now. Wow. That's um, amazing. Is, yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. Um, so I've been really um, inspired and it's, it's been a passion project. Yeah. I love, I kind of have the same, uh, same story when it comes to podcasting. I, I kind of resisted podcasts for a long time. Really? I, I, yeah. I think because I just didn't realize the value and I wasn't quite sure where my business was going at that point. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like, I just didn't know what to listen to, I guess, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so much. Yeah. There's so much. So mm-hmm. when I started my business, I was like, Oh, well, let's check out some of these podcasts and you start following people and you're like, Oh, they have a podcast. And then by the time you're, you know, 
a few months into it, you've got this library of podcasts. You're like, I'm never going to listen to all of these podcasts. <laughs> you know? Know, there's so many amazing ones out there. And yeah. you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because that's one of the reasons why a lot of women come to me and they're like, what's the point of even starting a podcast? There's so many out there. Um, but I'm like, I always tell them, first of all, you're not out there. So that's one, you know, mm-hmm. like you're yep. unique in your story and what you got to share, even though it's similar to, might be similar to other people, but also there's so many kind of like outside benefits that come from being a podcast host or even being on a podcast. Like you get better at public speaking, mm-hmm. um, you get better at putting yourself out there, you know, at thinking on your feet, uh, talking about your business, all that kind of stuff. I was like, think about all those benefits. Even if nobody listens, uh, you still got all that great stuff. So yeah. So let me ask you, do you prefer to listen to podcasts that have interviews or podcasts that are solo? Um, you know, I feel like it probably depends on my mood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I started listening to all those business podcasts in the beginning and they were so helpful, but I found now that now that I'm full-time in my business, I have to listen to something other than business podcasts or my life would be nothing but business all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like, I got to find something outside to kind of get my mind out of work mode. Um, But I love interviews. I just, I have a background in journalism and radio. So I've always Mm -hmm. kind of been a storyteller and, you know, love talking to people and hearing stories. So I'm always really attracted to the interview style podcast. Yeah, me too. I think I have done on this podcast two, two episodes of me, just me. Yeah. <laughs> the rest have been interviews. And there, you know, there's other reasons for that too. Like I just love people's stories. Love yep. them. And I love to hear other people's perspectives on things. Because, yeah. you know, I mean, yes, people follow me, they follow you for your specific perspectives, and that's amazing. You know, they're um attracted to you for certain reasons. But if I can bring even more value to them through somebody else's perspective. I think that's like a win, 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 win. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, give me some more, give me some Mm -hmm. strategic marketing tips. Great. Okay. I love this question. Strategy is really behind every single thing I do. I think one thing that I notice about a lot of people out there um, who are maybe trying to do it on their own, or they maybe have hired somebody is that they don't really have any kind of strategy behind what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, I guess social media, we could talk about because that's the big giant out there that everybody is still talking about, which they should be. Um, But I think one of the biggest traps that people fall into is trying to do everything, trying to be on every platform. And I think there's a bunch of marketers out there that will give you different advice. Some people say, be everywhere, you know, like everywhere Mm -hmm. somebody goes, uh, make sure they can find you, which is one strategy. Um, But also there's people out there like me who say, don't try to do everything because you're not going to do it well. Um, Try to find a few things and do those things really, really, really well. Um, So for example, I mean, like, when you're in the beginning and you're trying to find what platforms you want to be on, um, my strategy is to basically go where my target audience is hanging out. Yeah. So my, obviously I told you my target audience are millennial entrepreneur, entrepreneurial women. Mm-hmm. So where are they? They're on Facebook, they're on Pinterest, they're on Instagram. They're not necessarily always on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I don't really find that my age group is as into LinkedIn, unless they're into, they're like a sales person or something like that. But my target market is going to be on Facebook, 
Pinterest and Instagram. But um, I have a client whose um, target market is menopausal women, right? Mm. And he, he's a physician. So there's no way that, that the, his target market is going to be hanging out on Instagram stories all the time. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. That just doesn't make sense. So they're going to be on LinkedIn, Facebook, maybe Pinterest. Um, you know, you never know. Yeah. Um, things are changing. Um, but I say like, there's no reason for him to spend time and money on Instagram when that's not where his people are going to be. Um, so trying to focus on, I say three tops, the more, more than three, you're probably going to feel a little bit spread then. Um, mm. but choose three that you really want to master, um, and then do them really, really well. And also another tip is repurpose, 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 Yeah. Do not reinvent the wheel. It is ridiculous that people are like spending so much time creating new content when I'm like, you have all this amazing content you've already created. Just repurpose it, repackage it. Um, yeah. you know, cause we don't have time to be creating and generating all this new content as business owners. So those are just two little strategies that you can implement like today um, that will change how you are on social media. Yeah. And you know, that's funny that you say that because in the beginning when I, you know, was creating a lot of content, I felt like I had to create new content all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it was the hamster wheel, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I, and I think that's because we feel like we put it in one place and then everyone's seen it. And, yeah. you know, you think like you feel like everybody's seen it because you're, you know, right in your own social media. But what we don't realize is that like three to 10% maybe of the people that we can <laughs> even reach are even seeing that one piece of content. Absolutely. And to be honest, you have to see pieces of content more than once for it to sink in, I think. I mean, if I'm thinking about my own user experience and I'm going on social media and I, something comes across my newsfeed, I'm like, okay, interesting. If I go back on Instagram and it comes up again, I'm like, all right, maybe I'll click on this. This seems mm. interesting. Mm-hmm. So putting it in people, in front of people multiple times in different unique ways um, will actually probably increase the, like, the likelihood that they're going to increase, uh, sorry, click and engage with your content. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, like I said, so many people just feel like they put it out once that they don't want to put it out again because then it's going to feel spammy to them, Mm -hmm. right? It's going to feel like they're, they keep putting out, I mean, obviously we're not going to put out the same post every day, but to use one post, you know, in a month and then the next month, use it again. Like if it worked the first time, And, or you got engagement on that post the first time, use it again, use it again the next month. The next, those people are not, you know, maybe some of them will see it, but do you really think with all of the information and images and content we get bombarded with every day, they're going to remember that specific post? Exactly. Probably not. Right. Exactly. And if you're creating amazing, like unique content, say for example, on your podcast or on your blog, utilize that on social media. Like if you're struggling to find what to post, take that amazing, great content. You just spent a lot of time and hard work on, Mm -hmm. um, and share that across all your other platforms. It takes some of the, um, thinking out of it, I think. Yeah. And you know, the things that I love to do. So I blog and I do the podcast. Sometimes it's similar. Sometimes it's not. I mean, obviously not all in the same week, but when we're, when I'm creating content, and this is what I teach my audience as well, is if you have at least two days where 
you know you're going to have a blog post. You know you're going to have a podcast if you do that. But whatever your main, like, long-form content is, if you know two days that you can use that long-form content, like, that leaves only leaves you five days that you have to actually come up with something different, right? Absolutely, yeah. And you can go back to your last month and, like, pick two or three that serve whatever it is that you're moving towards this month and use it again. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you really just don't have to keep creating. I mean, I love the downloads. Like I get these downloads and I'm like, oh my God, I got to write about that. You know, like it's a, a post or a blog or whatever it is. I'm like, oh, I, and I'll write down my notes. I have like 16 notebooks. <laughs> yeah. And there is zero reason right now between, you know, podcasting, all of the content that I have written in the past that I would need to write another piece of content for probably like a year. That's awesome. (laughs) If I, yeah, I mean, if I just keep kept repurposing content, there would be absolutely no reason. And that's probably like, you know, I don't know, six months of just creating, right. Mm -hmm. Maybe. And then just go back and repurpose it. You can tweak it. You can like change words if you want to, you can do whatever you want to. Like the, the greatest thing about being an entrepreneur is you can do whatever the hell you want to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. Nobody is telling you what to do. You can choose however you, you know, whatever and however you want to put your content out there. Yeah, a hundred percent. And another strategy that kind of speaks to that of like sharing your podcast of sharing your blog is like, if you're really struggling with what to post and how to post Um, I always just say, create your content pillars. So pick like three or four things, or like I always think of it as like buckets um, of what you share. So, you know, you share your podcast on one day, you share your blog for one day, you share something personal another day, you share your work the other day. So Mm -hmm. like having those four, three to five um, kind of pillars, it really helps take that stress of like, oh my God, what do I post today out of your life? Yeah. And a lot of us don't even think of certain things that we could post like yeah. behind the scenes. Like, yes, you can actually take a picture of your workspace oh my God. Yes. So <laughs> and, and post it and be like, Hey, you know, like here's my favorite mug. Like it seriously does not matter if, if it's per- especially if it's personal, mm-hmm. something that you love, like a hobby or something that you're just interested in, that's attracting your people. A hundred percent. People want to know you that that's what builds that like, like trust and no factor uh, letting people in behind the curtain and getting to know who you are as a content creator. Um, yep. It's so, so vital on, on Instagram. A lot of people don't show their face at all, um, which can mm-hmm. be tough. I know like that was me. Um, so mm-hmm. just at least like once or every other week, show your face, show your workspace, show your life. Uh, people want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Show up. Like if you're on Instagram, once every nine blocks, show your face. Yes. That's great. Yeah. Because that's really what people will scroll down. They'll scroll down, you know, to about nine blocks to just figure out who you are on your Instagram. Yeah. And and then, you know, on your Facebook page, uh, business page, do it every four because that's about how many show up when you 
pop open somebody's page. Absolutely. And a really interesting experiment that I love and I always think about, um, I follow Jenna Kutcher. She's Mm -hmm. fantastic. I've followed her from the beginning, but she did this experiment where she just posted pictures of herself. And a lot of people would be like, who the hell would do that? That seems so conceited. That seems so (laughs) She's like, I'm just going to try it and see what happened. Her engagement exploded and her followers exploded. It's like so amazing. People don't think it's conceited at all. You know, they really want to see you, you know, especially if you're the face behind your business. So I always think that experiment was so interesting. That is, it's very interesting, actually. That's, that's a powerful statement right there. You know, it's a powerful experiment to, maybe I'll try that. That's all she posts now. And then it's like, she's huge on Instagram and, you know, she teaches Instagram stuff. And so I'm like, all right, well, she just, did the, um, she just did that big thing with Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi. Like, yep, that's what? right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm down with that. Like if my picture <laughs> every day is going to get me uh, in with Tony and Dean, I'm good. <laughs> I know. Let's just all set up our self timers and just start doing photo shoots here in quarantine. Heck yeah. Yeah. I know. Should probably start teaching that actually. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So thank you so much for, this was an amazing conversation. Yeah, I really course. appreciate all of your time and your knowledge and your enthusiasm. Absolutely. I love that. Um, so actually, let me ask you one more question before we stop. Yeah, sure. So you're, you said earlier that you were, you worked a corporate job. I did a couple. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me what that was like for you, because I know what it was like for me to move from employee to CEO. Oh boy. Yeah. I love talking about this because (laughs) it was, (laughs) It was not smooth. I don't think it is for anybody. If anybody out there had like a perfect smooth transition, please call me. Um, I want to know how (laughs) that happened for you. (laughs) Um, But I mean, it's just a lot of combination of things. It's, It's just a physical change. You're not having to commute anymore. You're not having to necessarily get dressed up anymore. All those things, it's going to be difficult to get used to. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I kind of had this period of where I was working from home, um, a little bit here and there. And so I started to kind of get used to it, but it's a big change. Um, So also just the idea of changing my mindset from this kind Mm -hmm. of nine to five corporate mindset to, Hey, I can choose to do whatever I want when I want with who I want, Yeah, uh, which is amazing and exciting, but also a big, you know, a lot of pressure. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just started out with simple things of, you know, all right, I've got to set boundaries for myself. Where's my workspace? what is my work time? you know, when am I starting? When am I stopping? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of how do I set, how do I set up my day and structure my day to where it's going to be productive and I'm not just willy nilly working on things. So little things like that, setting up routines and boundaries, um, but also retraining my mind to say, okay, if I get work done in four hours and it was a kick-ass day and I got so much done, that's okay to be done in four hours. I don't yeah. have to work eight, eight hours a day to be a successful business owner. I also don't have to get up at 4.30 to be a successful business owner. Right. I'm not a morning person. You know, I schedule my days to where I have a slow morning, just kind of for me time. And then my creati- creativity kicks in and usually the afternoon and evening. So I know that about myself. So I set up my day to be successful, you know, with that kind of structure. So, you know, just change your mindset slowly. Don't put too much pressure on yourself, uh, but understand that you're in charge and you can structure things that 
in a way that's most successful for you. It doesn't have to be on anybody's time. Um, it doesn't have to be on anybody's kind of suggestion, you know, something like that. So just change your mindset and set boundaries for yourself. I guess those are my two tips. Yeah. Those are important too. Mm -hmm. And where you said, you know, if you're done in four hours, it's okay to be done in four hours. Yes. Stop beating yourself up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And stop feeling like you have to work eight, 10, 12 hours a day because you don't. Yeah. Sometimes you do. And sometimes you take days off in the middle of the week and that's okay. Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So it's, it's a big change and it's a mindset shift and it doesn't happen overnight, but um, I think it's a hell of a lot better than having to sit in an office from eight to six. Yeah. Like with mind numbing work that you're like, you have no connection to. A hundred percent. I can tell you when I was in my corporate job, I think I probably had two hours a day of productivity. You know, it's just, <laughs> I can almost guarantee that, um, which I hope my bosses never listen to this, but um, <laughs> it doesn't matter if he does. <laughs> yeah, It doesn't matter. I actually ended up having my boss come to me to work with me in my business. So, I mean, oh, amazing. yeah, that's a pretty great kind of full circle moment there. Um, but yeah, those are my big two tips and just give yourself grace. It takes time. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. My big aha was when I realized that I wasn't an employee anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like you just, you don't realize that in the beginning because you're so, your brain is so trained to, I go to this place, I do this job, I get a paycheck, I go home. Right. right. And yeah then all of a sudden it's not that way anymore. Right. Especially, especially when you're working in your corporate job and you're trying to build your business, like Mm -hmm. that's hard because you got to switch your brain from employee mode to CEO mode in the same day. It, it, It can be very overwhelming. Yeah. I think I had that same kind of experience, you know, and like, I had to get out of the mindset of like, if I'm just not feeling it today, I'm not feeling creative. I'm not feeling productive. It's okay to take that time for myself and get back into that mode because I'll be more productive when I am, you know, in that space. But I remember just being like, Oh, I just really don't want to work today. Mm. And my husband went, okay, don't. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) I can make that decision. I don't have to fake being sick. I don't have to get permission from anybody. If I'm not feeling it, I'm not feeling it, you know? And so like, it's pretty amazing. It's funny because I'll know when I'm done for the day because yeah. I can feel it, right? I'm like, I could just start feeling like everything's getting heavy. Everything's like just, I'm starting to resist things, you yeah. know? Your body I'm will like, tell you. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, my brain's had enough of this today. Let's go find something else to do. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's okay to put it down and come back when you're feeling more energized. And, and that could be at any point in the day, you know, any point in the week. It's all about making decisions that it's going to be moving your business forward. Yeah. In the middle of the night, doesn't really matter. It, like, <laughs> right. it seriously it's matters. Zero percent. Yep. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I, I think yeah. I can do it. <laughs> yes, I know. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So thank you so much. Katie. Yeah, I really, like, again, again, I really appreciate your time. And that was a great conversation. And uh, if when I'm not going to say if, because when people start listening, people are listening, people start listening. What am I talking about? <laughs> I'm just like blah, 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 today. I don't know what the heck's going on. All right. When you listen to this episode, Katie and I would love it. If you screenshot this episode and tag us in your stories, 
And I'm sure that if you have any questions or Katie can help you in any way that you can DM her. And as you know, you can always DM me anytime, yeah. night or day, <laughs> right? In the middle of the night, you can DM me. It's okay. Yes, I won't answer until the morning, but you can DM me whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anybody has any questions or just wants to, you know, bounce some ideas off me, I'm always open. You can email me, DM me, whatever it is. I'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Tell them where they can find you, Katie. Yeah, absolutely. So my website is moderndarlingmedia.com. Um, there are so many different ways that you can get in contact with me um, on my website. I also sh love sharing free resources. And so I have a free resource library on my website that has, you know, downloads for social media, podcasting, branding, graphic design, all the good stuff there. Um, I also have some top tools that I love using that I recommend and the Hustonomics podcast you can find on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, all of the different podcast platforms. Awesome. Yep. And I have all those links. So I'll link those up in the show notes. Awesome. All right, Katie, thank you again. And I appreciate you being here. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Have a great night. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.